Welcome to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So I just want to share a little something with you guys today that I felt um, Jesus just wants to share. Um, and it's actually about covenant. And so covenant, um, the Afrikaans is verbond, for those of you who don't know. But it's actually such a theme in the Bible. And it's something that we are not so familiar with. Um, but in the time of the Bible, they were very, very familiar with covenant. Like the surrounding nations, um, they would multiple times, they would step into covenant with each other. And they would make covenants between people, between nations. Um, so it was a familiar thing for them. So a covenant... Let me read my definition. <laughs> so a covenant is a mutual contract or agreement between two parties, each of which is bound to fulfill certain engagement to the others. And then um, another definition is um, it's a formal relational partnership to accomplish a goal. So the reason why I felt today to just talk about even covenant is since the beginning of time in the garden, God's desire was to be with his people. So all throughout scripture, we see God, this incredible being, continually reaching out his hand to have partnership and relationship with his people. And the way that he does it is through covenant. And so we see God making covenant with Noah. We see God making covenant with Abraham. We see him make covenant with Moses and the Israelites. We see him make covenant with David um, through the kings. Again, continuing covenant. And then obviously Jesus comes and he brings the new covenant, which still today we are invited into. And so I quickly want us to turn to Genesis 15, and I want us to look at the covenant that God made with Abraham. So I love, I love the story of Abraham. I think, I just think he was an incredible guy. I'm so excited to meet him one day. So Abraham was a pagan, so he did not know God. And God took him out of the place where he lived and he decided through one man, he's going to use that man to bring a blessing to the families of the earth, which actually we are included in today. The Bible says if we are in Christ, we are heirs to the promise of Abraham. We are part of Abraham's offspring. So I'm just thinking how intentional God is. He's like, I want to be with my people already seeing into the future. And he's like, and I'm going to use one man and I'm going to make a covenant with one man to actually bless future generations. And so in Genesis 15, God makes this covenant um, with Abraham. And I just want to explain this to you guys, because when I found this out, I thought it's so cool. And if you don't know this, you would totally miss this piece of scripture. But basically, I'm just going to quickly explain a covenant ceremony in Old Testament times. So what they would do in Old Testament times when they would make a covenant between each other, they would take animals and they would cut the animals in half. And what they would do is they would place these pieces opposite each other. So imagine like literally an ox cut in half, placed across each other, and then together they would maybe use a goat, or we'll see in here there's even some pigeons and things. And then what happened, what they did was, they would walk through these pieces. 
And what they would say, so there would be two parties. So let's say me and Arne were making a covenant. They would walk through the pieces and then they would say, be it unto me like these if I break this covenant. So basically they would say, you can cut me in half if I break this covenant with you. So it was a very formal binding partnership that they stepped into. And they would also do multiple things. They would exchange robes. Um, they would exchange names. Um, they would do what they call intermingling of blood, which they would make a cut in their hands and they would shake hands and they would mingle their blood because basically what they would say is, in the Old Testament, they believed that the life of a person and the life of an animal is in the blood. So they would intermingle the blood and say, okay, because our life mix, your life is now my life and my life is now your life. So it was very formal. And we actually see that the human heart longs for that security in relationship. Like the human heart, there's something within us from the beginning of time that we long for the security of that type of relationship. And so now I want us to just go to Genesis 15. I'm going to read from, um, okay, from verse 7. So he said, um, and he said to them, this is God speaking to Abraham, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, bring me a heifer, three years old, a female goat, three years old, a ram, three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought him all these, cut them in half, and laid each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram um, drove them away. Then, I love this. I'm just thinking God's meeting with his friend. What was that like? You know, Abram was called a friend of God. And God's here. He's like, hey, Abram, my buddy, go get me a heifer. Go get me a goat and cut them in half. You know, I just imagine that type of relationship. We see God's heart. It's relationship. And so then what happens? Verse 12, as the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. And behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for 400 years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. Okay, so then he's just saying a few things. I just want to go to verse 17. Then, he sa- then it says, When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. So what we see here, and if we don't know this, we will totally miss this, but a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch is items that represented the presence of God. But what we see in the scripture is that Abram never walked through the pieces. Only God did. And so basically, God is saying, Abram, if I or if you break this covenant, you can cut me in half. And so God is already knowing 
that we will fail him. He's already foreseeing that we will not uphold the covenant. And he's already making a way. He's like, you can cut me in half. And so then I want us now to go to Luke 22, verse 14 to 20. So I love this. It's Jesus and his boys, right? So it's his disciples. And they're around the table. It's the Passover. They're having a meal together right before Jesus is going to get crucified. And then um, he says, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it's find its fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And then hear this. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you that I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So Jesus takes the bread he breaks it in two. He's saying, I am actually breaking my body for you because you broke the covenant with me. So I am receiving the punishment that you actually deserved because you broke the covenant. But Jesus is saying, I will die for you because you were unfaithful to me, but I want to be in covenant with you. And so Jesus on the cross, his blood poured out. Remember the life is in the blood. One drop of that blood is speaking a better word and it's speaking of the new covenant. And the new covenant, and we see this in Hebrews, I'm sure almost taught you all about the new covenant. But basically God is saying that he will put his name on us. He will write his name on us. He's saying that he will give us a new robe. He will remove our sin, our iniquities. He's saying, I will be their God and they will be my people. So basically, Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, is the fulfillment of the covenant. And now he invites us into this new covenant. But all that he actually requires of us is to believe. Like this is the new covenant. Like we don't have to do all the things that the Old Testament people had to do. He's saying, if you just believe in me, if you say yes to this covenant, if you eat my body, like I will put my name on you and you will be with me forever. And I will come to marry you. Like this is the end of the story. We are the bride of Christ. At the end of time, we're going to stand before that man with fire in his eyes and we're going to be clothed in white, sparkling white, the bride of Christ, the marriage of the Lamb. And we're going to stand before Jesus and we're going to marry him. And that's why we're here. That's the day that we're living for. And I believe that he sent us to help prepare a bride for him. Like he died so that he can win his bride back. It says that he purchased us with his blood. Like you, you're sitting here today, you were bought with the blood of Jesus. And I just feel today that there's this invitation for us on the table to understand the fullness of what God's inviting us into. 
Like he's inviting us into covenant, but I feel like there's a generation that's going to rise up that's not going to take this covenant lightly. Like my, and the best example we have today of covenant is a marriage covenant. So my sister got married in January and um, I loved it because I just looked at my brother-in-law the whole time and he was weeping as she was walking down the aisle. I don't know, some guys might just have a tear, but he was sobbing, sobbing, crying, like shaking, crying as she was walking down. And I imagine if my sister was walking down the aisle, but she's walking down the aisle and then she turns Her husband's there, soon to be husband, but then she turns and then she just quickly like goes sits on the lap of another guy and just quickly flirts with another guy. Or imagine her husband's in the front waiting for her. She's walking down the aisle and then she's just like, oh, just wait one second. And then she goes and she just goes and kisses another guy in the crowd. Like how would that make her husband feel? He would probably not marry her, but... This is God's desire for us, guys, is that we will be fully sold out to Jesus, that we will be a bride that will be unpolluted by the lovers of this world, that we will not turn to the side to find life in alcohol, in drugs, in even in affirmation of friends and family, in our work, in our success, in our money. Like it's time for us to not turn to other lovers anymore. Like we have to realize what he paid for so that we can say yes to that. And this is the last thing I'll share and then we can pray. But I love that we don't have to do this alone. So Jesus said, I want to read us this scripture. It's Ephesians 1 verse 13. It says, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. And I love that, that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. It's like the engagement ring. It's like the promise that there's gonna be a wedding. As I'm standing here today, I am a bride making myself ready for that day. And it's, it's individually, but it's also corporately. It's we are the bride of Christ. And the Holy Spirit is the one who helps us to stay faithful to Jesus. He is the one who empowers us to say no to other lovers and to fully say yes to this covenant. He is the one who helps us understand what it means that his name is written on us, what it means to follow him. He is the guarantee of the wedding. He is the guarantee that will marry our bridegroom. So if you are in here today and you know that you know that you know that you've actually never said yes to this covenant, if you know that, oh my goodness, I saw the engagement, I saw, he engaged to me, he asked me to come, but I've actually never said yes to be in covenant with Jesus, then I just want to pray for you. So we're going to pray for that. And then we're also, if you're sitting in here today and you feel like, man, you know that you've said yes to the covenant, you know that you will marry the lamb, but you realize, you acknowledge that you have been turning away to other lovers then I also want to pray for you today that we can be a bride that would be unpolluted by the things of this world. So I'm going to pray first. 
And then I'm going to ask, and then we'll take it from there. So Jesus, we love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for breaking your body because we broke covenant. Thank you, Jesus, that you did that because you still desire relationship. You want us to be with you. And Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would come upon our hearts right now and that you would reveal to us, Lord, would you bring your conviction if we've turned to other lovers? Lord, would you come and reveal to us if we have been unfaithful to you? Thank you, Jesus. Just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help us understand the invitation. Lord, I pray, would you help us understand that we're not living for today, but we're actually living for that glorious celebration where the bride will come before the Lamb of God and we will marry you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray, would you brand our eyes, would you mark our eyes to see you in that way, to know, God, that we are here for you, because of you, unto you. So if you are in here today and you know that you've never said yes to a covenant with Jesus, meaning you've never given your life to him, I just want you to be bold and to just stand up. I really want to pray for you today. If that's you in here, if you know that you actually don't know if you die where you will go, if you're unsure, would you just stand up? Is there anybody that maybe feel like they need to say yes to that covenant today? Okay, that's awesome. So now on the other one, if you are sitting in here today and you know that you have been turning to other lovers. You know that he's not been your first love. Would you just stand up? We just want to pray that the Lord would help us be faithful. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so maybe the people around, the people standing can just go and lay hands on them. And we just want to pray for an importation of understanding He is enough. And just even if you feel like repenting to the Lord, just saying you're sorry for turning to other lovers, just allow His forgiveness and His grace to flow over you today and allow His goodness to pull you in to more of Him. 
So thank you, Jesus. Lord, even as these ones are standing up today, God, I pray, would you mark them with an intimacy for you, Jesus? Lord, I pray that you would remove every other name from our lips, that the name of Jesus would have first place on our lips. God, I pray, Holy Spirit, if we've been unfaithful to you, we ask for your forgiveness today, Lord. We ask, Holy Spirit, would you wash us clean? And we ask, Holy Spirit, would you help us be faithful to you, Jesus? Would you help us, Holy Spirit, to love our bridegroom well? Thank you, Lord. So those standing can maybe just in their own words with the people around them, just come again before Jesus. Just say in your own words, tell him what's on your heart in this moment. Just in your own words, Jesus loves our voices. He loves to hear from our own heart's desire that we want to love him fully. So just in your own words, even the rest of us sitting down, let's all pray together. Let's all just pray that He would help us. Even as I'm standing here today, I need the grace of the Holy Spirit to love Jesus. So let's lift up our voices in prayer and ask Him to help us be a faithful bride, unpolluted by the things of this world. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Tune in again next week. And we hope you have a great day.